Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Monday, 31st of December. Tomorrow is New Year's. Oh, boy. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you had a great holiday season. I did. It was a lot of fun. I was thinking back about what happened gaming-wise in uh, 2018. Just a quick overview. Had the end of a two-year, fifth edition campaign that was so satisfying. I've waxed eloquent on it in previous episode or episodes. Uh, but kudos to Carlos for running it. And kudos to the rest of the players for including me to help get through it. Let's see, what what else I have? I started my Astonishing Swordsman campaign this year, and that that's a lot of fun. Still trying to keep it going. We will be resuming after the first of the year with my own original stuff. Originally, I ran the Ghost Ship of the Desert Dunes and the Eternal Crypt of the Sightless Serpent, and it was very, very well received. Everybody loved it, and they want to keep going. What else have I done this year? Okay, stuff I've got. Movies, I've probably gone more into my movies than I should have. I, I, I saw some YouTube videos about all those like 1,500 movie sets. I got a couple of 200 movie sets from a place called Mill Creek, and there's others out there like Timeless Media and St. Clair and all those other ones. I don't even think St. Clair's in business anymore. But I got a lot of those mainly for fodder for games, and I enjoy them. I've got horror movies over here, some film noir, and a lot of spaghetti westerns. Westerns, especially spaghetti westerns, seem to lend themselves real good to fantasy role-playing games. The plots, I mean. So I'm trying to pay attention to that at the same time enjoying myself. Let's see, what else did I get? Oh, Table Fables 1 and 2. You can only find those on Amazon. And it's by Madeline Hale. I did a review on it on my video channel. So go check that out. Mike Battle, Bad Mike was nice enough to send me Dungeon Module B2.5 Caves of the Unknown, which is sort of an adjunct to B2, keep on the borderlands. And that was very well done. I'll be using that. And finally, at long last, I got Advanced Labyrinth Lord in my hands with the Zeiser cover. Oh boy. So that's pretty much my 2018 right there. Oh, and my grandson Gage being a regular member of our group now. And that that's that's fun. He's really enjoying it and I'm really enjoying having him in the game. Okay. I was listening to the Dicer screaming. Hi guys. And they were doing their favorite modules. And I have a few that I'd like to talk about. Just a few. I got about three that I've used before. And they've come in quite handy. See, I, sometimes I like to take these modules and kitbash them. If I'm doing something that I think a module would fit in, I will kitbash it into something else. For instance, I had a Castles and Crusades campaign running for a while. And I managed to use both the Keep in the Borderlands and Isle of Dread, which I'll get into in a minute. And it worked out quite well. And it was it was a lot of fun. Now, favorite modules. Okay, let's just go into it. And I'm just going to sort of spout off what I thought of it. First of all, the traditional. See, I'm pretty traditional on some of this stuff. It's okay. Yeah, use the classics. Uh, 
There's a lot of classics I haven't gotten into, but enough of me saying this preamble. Get into it, Glenn. B2, keep on the borderlands. No surprise there. Those Caves of Chaos, man, those are handy. I had I had players in Castles and Crusades run through part of the Caves of Chaos from another dungeon. They got gated into the Caves of Chaos. Well, not really. Well, the bad guy ran through a portal, and they followed, and he ended up... <laughs> The bad guy ran through the portal and immediately was killed because this, I think it was a ghoul, it was a ghoul keep or something like that. He was there for a reason to for the cult, the, the death cult that was in the Caves of Chaos. It was like their outpost region or something. I think he was originally a magic user that ended up being a, a ghoul or a lich or something, probably a ghoul because they were low-level adventures. And he ran through the gate thinking, okay, they're going to save me. Well, you know, a lot of happened between the time he got assigned to the keep and the and now, at the current game day. So what happened was he found out that the cult had been defeated and now a load of bandits were using their using that as a hideout. So he gates right into where the head bandit and his minions are planning a heist in the in the in the room there. And they see him come through, boom. Dead. Or should I say destroyed? Undead can't be dead. They're already dead, but destroyed. And by the time the players get in there, they had to defeat the bandits, so they had to get out of there. They met the hermit in the tree, who was actually a steam gnome inventor, who they befriended, and he ended up using them as field test agents, giving them gadgets he's invented, which pretty much mimic spells. And I did that for a particular reason. I did that because they had no magic. They had no magic. They had no magic. Usually, they had no cleric. So it's like, I got to give him something. And at the same time, I want to make it entertaining. So I came up with this Steam Gnome. Steam Gnome is a, is a class in, in castles in Bluffside. I use Bluffside. That's still in my, Bluffside is still in my world. I don't know if I'll be using CNC though. But anyway, I read through the keep. And then that leads into my second favorite module, which is X1, the Isle of Dread. The Isle of Dread is just... It, it's wonderful. I've used it for that group. I've used it for my grandchildren. When we went to New Mexico, we spent the week at night playing through the Isle of Dread. We did like two or three sessions. And the nice thing about the Isle of Dread is you can go anywhere and do anything. You don't really have a scenario per se, but you have situations and you can make your own. It's, it's like you could take it and gut it and put your own stuff in there, or just change a few things. I changed a few things. I didn't want to deal with that plateau, so I changed it where they were looking for that black pearl. And these Neanderthals were looking, because they worship the black pearl, because it's some kind of, it's it's some kind of totem to them, and the lizard men stole it. So they went to steal it back from the lizard man to avoid a lizard man, uh, lizard man Neanderthal war, and they basically gave the Neanderthals this giant lump of charcoal, which they think is the pearl, because they wanted to keep it for themselves, because their assignment was this merchant fitted out a ship for them, shipped them over there to get the pearl. 
And they said, okay. So they did a little con job there. And the Neanderthals, I don't know the difference. They, you know, and they didn't. So happily ever after. But that was a scenario I came up with just looking at the, the factions of the world. Going, okay, why don't we have like a, some kind of conflict between these two? Because, you know, the Pearl. And they, they were, it was fun because they fought ghouls. They fought lizard men. They fought a giant alligator, which was really, it was a lot of fun. So that's what you could do at X1. You know, and you've got the Jurassic angle in there. They did run into a T-Rex or something else. And also, when I was using it for the Castles and Crusades, now my Castles and Crusades Monday group, what happened there was I used the pirate angle because there were pirates there. What I did was I actually gave the pirates a ship. That's a poor pirate who doesn't have a ship. What I did was they went out and cleaned out this tower for the steam, the aforementioned steam gnome. And they came back and he was gone. And it looks like the place was trashed. Well, what happened was the pirates kidnapped him because of his steam technology. And they kidnapped him for a somebody who was paying them to do that. So the characters found pirates on the beach, camped out on the beach, waiting there for the ship. I can't remember the no, he was already on the ship, but they were they were like lookouts in case anybody tried to give him any any trouble. They had a camp and they, of course they trashed them. They found out, oh he's on the ship, so they go on the ship and they have a, a rollicking Knock down, drag out battle to get this guy back. And in my world, there's steam technology because I like steampunk. There's steam and clockwork technology. So they had like steam cannons and air guns, air, air, air muskets and things like that, along with their, along with their usual melee weapons and things. And they rescued him and he got back and they found out that one of the lords of, of bluff side were, was behind this thing because he wanted the steam technology because that's kind of a fairly new thing in my world. It's there, but it's kind of new. So that was a lot of fun. Okay, and the third one I'm going to mention is not really a module per se. Go to where they have one-page dungeons if you want to find this. In fact, it's a Creative Commons, of course. It was written by Andrea Castilla. It's called Helmarsh's Monastery. I got a lot of mileage out of this one. All it is is, is basically a monastery that was trashed, invaded and trashed by lizard men. And it was easy to come up with a one-page backstory why, why this was happening and why the PC should get involved. And I use this. I love using this for for demos, because I do demos of Swords and Wizardry Lite at game stores and things. And I just like using this because it's very simple. You've got a good mix of monsters in here. You've got some lizardmen, got some undead, got a witch that put the way, got some skeletons. So it's a good mix for a, for a novice group, for people who want to try this game out. And I've used it and used it. Hellmarsh's Monastery. Go to the one-page dungeon. I can't remember which one it is, what, which year, but look for Hellmarsh's Monastery by Andrea Cuesta. Check it out. Anyway, those are my three favorites. And I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> leave that there and see what happens. So I'm going to go start my day. 
And if you want to talk to me about this, you want to you know, debate or whatever, talk about anything, you can drop me a line at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. And I also want to say that since this is the 31st, I am not going to be doing a podcast tomorrow because of New Year's Day, and I will resume the day after. So... Until I see you folks again, I hope you're all doing well, and I hope you guys have a really great 2019. Have a great new year, and until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.